guess we can talk. <laughs> you can go whenever you want, really. Oh, okay. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Now Available, the Internet's only streaming service podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. I am your host, Adam Howard, and I'd like to welcome back for what I'm considering season three of Now Available, Ricky Attinger. How are you doing, Ricky? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> season. Th- I like season three. Yeah, because <laughs> we had that really long um, gap the first time. Um, yeah. I don't remember what the reason. I think it was school. Yeah, that then, sounds about right. Yeah, and then this last gap. It's just been a, it's been a lot of life stuff going on. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah, <laughs> I absolutely do know what you're saying, for sure. Yeah, so I would like. I think we should call this episode not available or no longer available, uh, <laughs> because you can't watch this movie that we're going to talk about on HBO Max yeah. anymore. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, this is true. This is true. I had to rent it. I rented it, um, I think, <laughs> twice now. <laughs> I mean, it's. I like this movie, so I'm all right with it. I'm all right with it. Yeah, I didn't have to rent it because my brother bought it on Blu-ray a long time ago, so I had the, di- had the digital code for it. Ooh, you. Ooh. If I if I would have known you had to rent it, I would have sent sent you or tried to share that with you. But nonetheless, here we are. This, this is what the people come to see. You know what I mean? <laughs> what, what kind of hijinks are we going to get into this week or next week or the week after that? Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Um, I forgot. What, what do we usually do? So we start with, let me get my notes out because I still take notes or try <laughs> to write out notes for the show. Oh, so, well, we usually start with Start with a little story or uh, or something like that. So um, uh, I had I had something exciting happen to me yesterday. Ooh, okay. So I don't know if you'll find this exciting or not, but I found it pretty exciting. So I I work at a major retailer selling electronics, yada yada yada. Um, and so yesterday I get back from my break and it's a I come back, it's downpouring, it's raining outside, just kind of walking around. It's pretty dead. Mm-hmm. Nobody's nobody's coming out in the rain or anything like that. And then uh, somebody comes in and they ask me for a cable to connect an iPhone to an overhead projector. And so I go and I'm starting to show the person where uh, where it is, and they pull down their hood, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" The person that I was working with was WWE's Kofi Kingston. No way! Way I was like, "What? Wait, hold on!" I'm like, "Hold on." He looks so familiar, and then I was like, and then, like, I apparently found out that, like, in the area I work is originally where, like, his wife's family's from, so it was actually him. I was like, holy shit, this is a small world. Dude. (laughs) Oh, my God, that's, that's so sick. And it was just, like, a random Sunday, downpouring outside, nothing happening, and then that happens, and I'm like, well, I guess working, working a day was kind of worth it then. Oh my god, dude, that's the best. Um, that's like my friend uh when we were like really into wrestling, like Kofi was his fucking dude. He always talked about Kofi. Um, yeah. That's oh my god, that's so that's so cool. Oh, I don't think I have a story that can top that. I definitely don't have a story that can top that. Mm. No, nothing nothing exciting really has happened to me. <laughs> 
I, well, we have an exciting surprise for our now available viewers. Hopefully, I think it'll be next episode, but we'll 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 keep that hush hush until uh, until we make it happen. Yeah, I got a special bit at the end. Well, it's not really a bit, but it's a special thing at the end for it. Oh gosh, oh gosh, <laughs> I can only I can only imagine what'll it's be not crazy. It's what'll not be crazy. happening. What was that? It's not that crazy. Okay. <laughs> um, have you watched any movies? <laughs> Did you watch any movies over that break? Um, I watched a lot of movies. Um, but like kind of skipping over like all like the just random garbage and whatnot. Uh, I did see Fast Nine, Fast and Furious Nine, or otherwise known as F Nine. Pretty good movie. Mm-hmm. Pretty good movie. Long movie. Um, kind of, kind of what you expect from Fast and Furious at this point, is into terms of uh, what they got into. But uh, it was an enjoyable Fast and Furious movie. wasn't wasn't my favorite Fast and Furious movie, but uh, yeah, pretty enjoyable. Did you happen to see CF Nine? Not, not yeah. Who, buddy? All right. So the week that it came out, um, my friend Nick is like, "Oh, I want to watch Fast and Furious. I want to watch Fast and Furious." I'm like, "Dude, we gotta watch them before Fast Nine comes out on Friday." So we have <laughs> we have to watch two a day. Every day leading up till Friday. We watched... I got the collection, the 4K collection. Nice, um, nice. We watched all the, all eight of those and Hobbs and Shaw in four days. And then on Friday... In four days. Dude, it was crazy. It was so much... <laughs> that is all, too much Vin Diesel for the human brain to handle in such a short amount of time. Well, you got a, you got a two-movie break at the beginning, though. Because you have have fast and or the Fast and the Furious, and then you you don't have to worry about Vin Diesel and uh, Too Fast and Furious or Tokyo Drift until the very end. Yeah. So it's it's not not that much not that much for these. But, the, but then but, he's the star for the last five movies or whatever. Uh, yeah. So, but it was it at was that really point fun. it's a lot. Um, it was really fun doing that and just burning through those movies like that was crazy. Um, and then on Friday we went and saw. So we went and saw it in the 4DX theater. Have you oh heard about God. these? Have you heard Isn't about that the these? one where they shake and everything like that? Dude, I was expecting... So I, I buy the tickets, whatever. We go, and I'm expecting it to be like, oh, this the seat rumbles a little bit. Oh, it's like, uh, you know, there's like a little vibration or whatever. These fucking things move so violently. Like... They go nuts. Uh, so <laughs> we get thinking it's gonna be like uh, just like a lo- like a light vibration. I get the largest drink and the biggest popcorn, and we sit down in the thing, and it's in the it's in the previews, and it's fucking going crazy. Spill my drink, <laughs> spill my popcorn. <laughs> so you had to wait for like a lull in the movie to even eat. So like every time they would be talking or something, I would just be. <laughs> Like, trying to eat as much popcorn as I could because I got the fucking biggest one. And then I'm trying to, like, chug my drink. There was, like, two parts where I was like, man, I'm about to throw up. Like, I'm not feeling good. Like, I was getting hot and, like, really sweaty. Just cause, <laughs> from all the fucking shaking. Uh, dude, it was awesome. It was so, <laughs> it was so fun. Oh, it was, uh, it was something else. Did, did you see anything else in the theater? I, yeah. I, 
Um, well, I, uh, I, so I had some spare time and I was like bored. And so I, I look at what's playing at the, uh, the Regal because I have the Regal Unlimited app, which is like you pay however much a month and you go see as many movies as you want and whatnot. So I look at the Regal app and I'm like, oh, this, I, I mean, I got some time to kill. I'll go watch this movie. I watched the Regal and I saw the original Muppet movie. <laughs> I have to say I'm probably the number two Muppet fan on the internet. <laughs> I'm going to just put that out there as my claim. The, the second biggest Muppets fan, huh? Yeah, I mean, at least Will was first number one Muppet fan. Number one with a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's... Did I, when did I see it? We saw... I mean, that was a pretty long time. What did we see? Yeah, it's hard to think of everything. We saw Nobody. That was really good. I don't know if I, we talked about that last time. I no, know. I don't think we talked about Nobody. Yeah, I haven't that seen that yet, but it looks pretty good. It was, it's really fun. It's basically John Wick with Bob Odenkirk. Um, yeah, because isn't it like written or directed by like somebody that was part of like the creation of John Wick? Yeah, I think it's the writers. I think it's the same people that wrote it. Oh, um, that makes sense. I saw Black Widow. Still haven't seen it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was fun. I saw it in IMAX. Um, when I saw it Saturday. You didn't go see that in 4DX? I don't think I'm ever going to go to the 4DX again. <laughs> it, like, it was cool. Don't get me wrong. It's awesome. But oh my god, dude. It is, it's too much for too long. Like, it is so intense. Um, what else did I watch? Oh, I watched, um, well, it's a streaming movie, so it's not really at the theater. But I saw uh, Tomorrow War. I still haven't seen that, but it, it looks pretty good from um, what I've, like, the trailers and stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool concept. It's it's really neat. Um, a lot of people are saying that it's, like, <laughs> like right-wing propaganda, <laughs> sort of. Um, which I can see, but I try to keep that out of it and just watch it as a movie because it's like, right? It's like a weird sci-fi movie. <laughs> um, oh, so I, I did watch this one really weird movie on Netflix. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's called The Election with Matthew Broderick and uh, Reese Witherspoon. No, it's such it's such like, I think it came out in the '90s. It's such like a '90s movie, but a really bad '90s movie. <laughs> No. Where it's, like, this weird story from all these different perspectives and stuff like that. And, like, Matthew Broderick is this teacher. Um, and his one teacher friend slept with a student and gets fired. And this this student is, like, running for class president. And then he tries to put somebody else up to try and run and beat her. And it's, like, this story that just keeps going and going and going and going and going, like, forever. And there's just, like, so many random elements and, like... None of the characters are likable at all, except like this one like like airheaded jock kid who's like the person that the the uh, that Matthew Broderick's character puts up as the like one kid, but he's still not like a great character or anything like that. There's the like like there's this one scene where he's uh he's uh he's uh so there's this one scene where uh. Because he's like this hotshot football player, so he's he's uh, 
this uh he's with this girl and like she starts to go down and then like he's like it's like the most like like the craziest like overacting I've ever seen. It is just like it's too much. Like this movie it keeps going and going and going and I'm just like I can't anymore with this. These characters suck. This movie just keeps going and going and going. And one thing I found out about it too is late like so I watched it probably a month ago and then like last week or two weeks ago I found found out it's part of the Criterion collection and like how? It's like this terrible movie I'm like that doesn't make any sense. So uh last week or two weeks ago I went to the Barnes and Noble in in Amherst and they have a Criterion Collection like section where you can go and buy mm-hmm. the DVDs and stuff. And my buddy picked that up. He picked up Election. I didn't think it was the same movie. He was like, "Oh my god, the Election." And I was like, "I don't even know what this is." And then we like immediately got distracted by another movie. It's such it's such a, like a bad like stupid 90s movie where it's like all these things were happening and they don't make any sense and it's just it's not good. Um, yeah, but if you're into if you're into home video, Criterion Collection fifty percent off at Barnes and Noble right now till August first. Till August first. I think it's August first, but I could be wrong. Because I I was gonna buy um, Virgin Suicides, which mm-hmm. is like a, this movie for whatever reason I used to love it when I was a little kid. <laughs> like I. Don't, I don't know. That's why. a weird movie to love as a kid. I, dude, it was always on HBO, and it was like. <laughs> At the time, we had HBO for some reason. I think it was like... <laughs> so way, way back in the day when you had a cable box or like satellite TV, there used to be like a slot for a card. And if you put a card in there, uh, you could get all the channels for... F- it would unlock all the channels. But there was a way where you could buy like bootleg cards and slide it in there and get everything. So you could get like pay-per-views. You could get all the HBO channels, all the... Uh, <laughs> like porn channels like all that shit so i remember we had that for a little bit and we were basically like (laughs) snitching on myself we were basically stealing cable and i remember we had hbo because of it so i used to always watch it like late at night and that movie would be on for some reason uh so i i had that in my hands it was like 40 bucks i was like "Ah, i really want to spend 40 bucks on this put it back while I put it back, I pick up another movie, which a movie that that was on Netflix that I've talked about for so long, and I feel like no one's ever watched it. It's it's uh, blue is the warmest color here. It's a mm. French movie, uh, and it's like about this girl who. <laughs> thinks she's gay or she thinks she's bi or something and then she like meets this older lesbian girl and they have like a relationship it's like super graphic but then they I'm not gonna give it away but like it's a relationship um super good very 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 graphic but it's like it's a cool drama love story type movie so go pick that up on Criterion. <laughs> yeah, go buy the buy the physical media that we're we're not supporting by uh by being the internet's only streaming service podcast. 
keep giving money to big internet. Oh, so I got a new segment. Oh, okay. For this episode. Called Just Rick for this Picks. episode? <laughs> for, the, for the new ep- for season three, episode one, uh, it's called Rick's Pick. And it's going to be a movie that I watch that I want everyone to go watch. Uh, it's bizarre. It's very weird. Um, you're going to have to rent it or buy it. It's a little movie called Psycho Gore Man. <laughs> Oh, I've I've watched the trailer for that. That one looks pretty good. Dude, it is so fun. So it's a really campy like ET alien meets kids kind of story. Um but the alien is like a monster. <laughs> he just wants to like destroy the earth. Uh really cool practical effects, I think. I think one of the guys that works on, like, Guar, who, like, does all their makeup or, like, some of their, like, special effects, worked on the movie. So it's that kind of, like, big creature, um, grotesque-looking uh, prosthetics and stuff. It's all practical. It's it's very cool. It's a very cool movie. But that's uh, Rick's, Rick's pick of the week. <laughs> <laughs> so now, Ricky, I think we shall... Enter the Matrix. Oh, oh, damn, I forgot to set this one up. (laughs) Hold on, I think it's this one. Yeah, here we go. (laughs) All right, we have entered. We're in the zone. We're in the Matrix? Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. So this week we had The Way Back, directed by Gavin O'Connor, written by Brad Inglesby, starring Ben Affleck, Al Madrigal, uh, Michaela Watkins and Janina Gav- I'm going to screw this up. <laughs> Gina Geva- Gavankar. I don't know if I produced or pronounced that right. Uh, cinematography by Edward Guara. Uh, it was released March 6, 2020. So about the time the pandemic hit. Uh, runtime, uh, 108 minutes. The budget was between 25 and 25, or 21 and 25 million. And had a box office of fourteen point seven million. E. Yeah, but that's it. Went right to home video pretty much immediately because all the theaters just just shut down. It's gonna be so crazy to think about in like five years, ten years, when everyone's like kind of forgotten about like how it was for like the beginning of the pandemic when we everybody was like locked right. in the house. Yeah, I can't imagine releasing a movie and then not like, oh, everything's shutting down. Great. It just goes out there yeah. and die. Yeah, there's a lot of movies that that kind of happened with. Uh, which, we've talked about a couple of them, but... Uh, yeah, today we're talking about The Way Back with Ben Affleck. So, Ricky, would you like to start with the good? Let's get into the good. Um, good. Yeah, I like what did you, what'd you think? I like this movie a lot. Um, I like Ben Affleck. He's the man. Um, it reminds he's, me... He was the bomb in Phantom Show. Yeah, Affleck was the bomb in Phantom Show. It reminds me a lot of when I coached um, Modified Lacrosse. Not in... <laughs> not in, like, uh, <laughs> I showed up to practice drunk and stuff, 
<laughs> but kind of how I spoke to the kids. Uh, like, he's constantly swearing, and he's, like, yelling a lot. But he's, like, giving them, like, real-world advice that they're applying to, like, the game of basketball. <laughs> when I coached uh, Modify Lacrosse, it's, like, uh, ninth graders, ninth and 10th graders. So I, I kind of talked to them yeah. like they're adults. Like, I, I would swear <sighs> with them and, like, you know, kind of give them shit here and there. But it just, I don't know, like... Being that older adult who's kind of gone through some shit and then hanging out with, like, a bunch of, like, younger kids and kind of, like, showing them the way, that's what this reminded me of a lot. Right. Um, I also really liked that the movie, like, wasn't all focused on the sport. Like, it kind of goes back and forth between, like, his struggles and, like, how he's, you know, going through some shit. Right, how he's right, absolutely. That, or how he's not handling that because he's, like, really dependent on alcohol. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, I, like, uh, I like it the um, the beginning of the movie. You kind of get, like, the first three minutes, there's, like, no dialogue or anything, but you kind of get who he is because he's, like, working a construction site and, like, constantly drinking throughout the day, doing different things and that sort of thing. And he, in the first three minutes, like, it's... Uh, another thing I love is it's shot, like, documentary. So in the first three minutes, it's almost like you're watching a documentary of this character this alcoholic uh, construction worker kind of, like, going through going through the motions every day and that sort of thing. Which I think they did a good job to set up the character with that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Cause it, yeah, because it just lays the whole thing out. Because he does that throughout the entire movie. <clears throat> it's mm-hmm. not really, you see, like, any kind of change with him comes from working with the kids. And, like, once he gets more involved in basketball, like, you can see his focus go... Like they show that when he's at uh, when he's at work and he's kind of like writing down like plays and stuff. Mm-hmm. No, I I really enjoy this movie. I think it's I think it's really good. Um, when I saw the number, like how it didn't make that much at the box office, now I understand why. Because I think more people would have saw it if it weren't for you know <laughs> the pandemic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's definitely the case, especially in like March when it's like the dead zone where there's not really any good movies coming out. So you're like, okay, I'll, I guess I'll just go see whatever's in theaters this week, that sort of thing where this, that's where this movie would have thrived, but it, it kind of just dropped off the face of the earth when it came to, uh, came to the pandemic and stuff like that. And everyone just kind of forgot about it. Cause then I went to home video and for like the $20, that sort of thing. And then went to, to Blu-ray and DVD. Where, would you have spent twenty dollars to see it? This one I don't think I would have, but granted, like for the most part, like sports movies aren't really my thing. Mm-hmm. Like I enjoy them and I enjoyed this movie. But like I was like, it's alright because because generally with sports movies it feels very samey a lot of the time and it really has to do something special to stand out. Um like I think this one like what it kinda did different from like most sport mo- sports movies is it it was shot like a documentary. Like it felt like it was, um, like almost like a thirty for thirty or something like that, where it was kind of like behind the scenes and like the cameras like handheld, and you've got all these different like techniques that, that they're using with the camera to kind of set it apart from like other other basketball movies or sports movies that are trying to kind of do the same thing, where it's the coaches working through something and so are the kids and they they help each other out and that sort of thing. <clears throat> Yeah, no, I agree. Um, 
I don't know if I would have spent twenty dollars on it either. I mean, I enjoy it. I like sports movies. Like I like those, uh-huh. like Mighty Duck or uh, Mighty Ducks Two. You know, like that feel good. Like the team is trash. Mighty Ducks Three. Yeah, Mighty Ducks Three. Of course, who could forget? Uh, you know, Mighty the- Ducks Game Changers on on Disney Plus. <laughs> Disney Plus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you're right that pretty much every sports movie follows that same formula. Like team is shit. Guy comes in, tries to fix it. Big game. They win the big game. Everyone's cool. Um, yeah. This. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. That sort of idea where like they come together and whatnot. And um, like this one, I think is different because at the end, like the the coach doesn't go to the big game because he's kind of like. It's not about them winning the big game. It's about them getting to the playoffs and stuff like that, and and finding like their like the team's way back to success and. Uh, ben Affleck's way back to like a normal life, mm-hmm. which I think like I think one of the strong points of this movie is Ben Affleck in it because he he makes it seem very convincing and his struggles very very real and stuff like that because like in the one of the opening scenes where the pastor's asking him to be the coach and stuff like that you can feel how uncomfortable it is for Ben Affleck to be there and how he doesn't want to do it but there's like he can't say no and that sort of thing. So I rewatched it again uh, right before this. Um... And yeah, when he first goes to uh, the school and the woman's like, oh, we're so happy that there's a chance of you like coming back like here. And you can see in his face, he's like, he's like super uncomfortable and he has no idea what she's talking about because like, obviously right, they don't know right. yet that they're going to ask, but you can just see how uncomfortable and like how removed from that life and like those things that he is. Yeah. And like the same thing. Uh, goes with the scene afterwards where he's like like putting the beer in the fridge going take another one out yeah. like tapping on it and like doing the same thing trying to like build up the courage to say no to the uh to the to the pastor guy and like how he's like trying to convince himself that he he shouldn't even though deep down he knows he wants to like i think that's one of the very strong points along the cinematography is ben affleck's performance because he's very convincing as this character yeah, I agree with that. I, yeah, he's super good. Um, he's totally believable. Like, there's not really right, a point in the movie where you're kind of taken like you're not taken out by one of his actions. Like everything that he does is like, oh, that dude would do that. <laughs> that guy would get so drunk yeah. that he goes into somebody else's fucking house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the I think it would have been a little. I think if you take Ben Affleck out of this and you view it as like like just the performance itself, I think it would be stronger, like, separating it from Ben Affleck, because you're watching, you're like, okay, it's Ben Affleck, he's doing this thing, Batman's, Batman's an alcoholic basketball coach now, we're, we're going on this ride, that sort of thing, which I think is, I think takes away from the movie a little bit, obviously it draws more people in because he's in it, but I think he does bring a strong performance, despite kind of Ben Affleck being a, a, a greater, uh, no quantity and stuff like that, but it's still, it's it's still impressive that he he comes through with this um, the performance he does with being like a well known actor and kind of Ben Affleck being Ben Affleck and that sort of thing as opposed to it being some random independent actor that you've never heard of or anything like that, which I think really speaks to his his the quality of his acting in this movie. Would you uh, what do you think of the kids? I really like the kids too. I thought the kids were they didn't take me out of the movie at all or anything like that. I thought they were they were convincing as kids. 
Yeah, uh, especially the one kid where he... Um, I like the scene where you're kind of introduced to each of the kids and their personalities, where they're standing on the at half court and stuff like that, and he's like going through each of them, talking to like the center kid and being like, what do you see over there? And that sort of thing. You kind of get an idea of like all their different personalities, and I think that's shown shown really well, even like for some of like the smaller characters on the team. The uh, <laughs> the like when they show the kids dancing before one of the games, and he's like, "We're oh and nine, like you don't dance. Like once we start winning some games, then you guys can bring it da- bring back dancing." So we play for my the year that I coached, we played I think. 10 or 11 games we did not win a single game (laughs) (laughs) and that continued so they were already on like i think it's i want to say it was three years without winning a game the modified team then and each year was a different coach so the year that it was me and my buddy he was the head coach and i was kind of like the assistant or whatever uh we didn't win a game but like <laughs> that that reminded me of it so much because these kids they're young and like they're goofy and like they don't really their bodies are so not like they're not used to it yet because that's like that puberty stage right yeah where you yeah so like some of the kids are four feet tall but they have a size 12 foot like it doesn't make any sense like they're all like super goofy <laughs> uh but yeah just seeing them dancing and stuff reminded me of that so much of like the way that the kids how they act around each other and like what's cool to them and like you know just being that adult on the outside who's trying to like hey you guys got to do this <laughs> yeah but that the the thing is that kind of reminds me of uh remember the titans where they're like dancing and stuff like that before the games and everything it it would be way cooler if we had won a couple games and then we were out there dancing but or if we had won one game like after uh i really liked yeah i thought the kids were really good it didn't take me out of it um, and they, yeah, they all have their own personalities, which is cool. It's not like a one, like they all want to be the superstar or something. Like they all have their own individual mm-hmm. things, but it's not like too much where you have to remember, oh, he's the one with the the troubled past. Oh, he's the one that's bad at school or, you know, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you want to, you want to get into the bad? Sure. We can get you, get into the bad. Um, I also have, well, I got some bad news that I forgot to prep for the ugly. So, hold on. <laughs> well, you talk. <laughs> well, while Ricky prepares for the ugly, uh, I'll just talk about some of the stuff that I already kind of talked about with with just, it's more my kind of taste than actual criticism. But again, it's it's rather, the film's like kind of formulaic in terms of sports movies and kind of what happens, um, it, especially in dramatic sports movies. That's why when it like comes to sports movies, I'm more of like a comedy sports guy, where I prefer prefer those over uh, over like the actual drama ones because I feel like each of them is able to do something different. Where like the sports ones, they're all there are specific ones that stand out to me that I like more than others, but they're they're all kind of traveling down the same road, like um uh like because you get like all these different kind of like we said before, where it's like the coach had something happen. The kids are trying to grow. They use each other to grow and become better and that sort of thing. Whereas, like, with sports comedies, movies, and stuff like that, they're all very different. Like, like even, like, when you compare Caddyshack to, say, uh, Happy Gilmore, you get a 
variety in the story, whereas like the more dramatic movies, it's kind of following very, very similar beats, at least loosely anyways. What's your um what's your favorite sports comedy movie? Probably Caddyshack. I'd have to say probably Caddyshack. What's your favorite uh sports comedy movie? Damn. When I was little, I used to love Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore is great, too. That was oh, a, that movie, too. Thank God. That one... Oh, so maybe... No, my favorite is definitely Goon. Oh, okay. The hockey movie. I've, I've never seen that one, but I, I know about it, yeah. Oh, my God. It's so stupid. Oh, my God. It's so fun. <laughs> and there's two. There's supposed to be a third one, I think, but... I, I want to say I did hear about that. Yeah, I don't know whenever... Oh, so it's what did what did I not like about the movie? Hmm. Well, so I know you're pretty high on it. So yeah, there wasn't a lot that I didn't. I guess more of like from the, like it within the story, I didn't like that that one coach, the assistant coach, kind of like ratted him out for being like with the beer cans in his office, and then he shows up drunk. Right. Yeah. Um. I think had he been had Ben Affleck been like, hey, listen, you know, there's some stuff going on outside of here that's like really tough, like, and I got drunk because of that, it would have gone over a lot mm. smoother. Um, but because yeah. he like showed up and immediately tried to lie about what was going on, that did not work in his favor. Right. Um. What else did I not like? Really, I think that's it. I wish that dude wasn't such a snitch. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's hard with movies like this where they're where they're pretty well crafted to actually like come up, come uh, break it down and stuff like that and and complaints because like we have this it had this issue before with like Hercules and mm-hmm. Clue and different stuff like that where they're very straightforward episodes, <laughs> but um uh, we still have uh, still have the ugly to talk about yeah so like Ricky what <laughs> uh. <laughs> what uh, letterbox uh, reviews have you found yet for us? <clears throat> um, <laughs> all right. So for for the ugly, for people, if it's your first time watching, or if you've watched, you know, every episode, and this is the second time we've done this, <laughs> we're to go on Letterboxd, which is like a movie rating social media thing, and people write reviews, and so I'm going to pick the lowest scored review. Um. Nocturne says, well, gives it half of a star and said, just call it, I can't remember the Titans. <laughs> what the f- um, Hell yeah, player gives it half a star and says, Ben Affleck yells at kids and drinks, and then the movie just kind of ends. Uh, yeah. I mean, this. Yeah. I, I have to give uh, whatever that guy's name was uh, some uh, some credit for that because it's it's not it's not wrong yeah he just kind of like it's implied that he goes to rehab I don't think they ever come out and actually say it but he's like hangs up on the phone and then he just goes and yep. then like kind of just like shoots around and uh, for a little bit and then we kind of just fade to black and hit the credits <laughs> I I kind of like that. <clears throat> I kind of like how they do that with all the games. It's like they don't really show how they play out. They just kind of give you like 
oh, here's a shot that they made, here's one that they missed, and then it gives you the score. Or him saying, um, oh, that was a horseshit call, and then it gives them, like, the score. I kind of like that. Because it it's a lot different than yeah, I, your I traditional like that. sports movie. Yeah, I, that's for sure one thing I did like about it, and that's one thing that made it feel more like a uh, like an ESPN 30 for 30 as opposed to, like, a normal, like, dramatic sports movie is it it did take like those it did still use the graphics and everything to show how the team did as opposed to actually like going through the game and being like like seeing the all the big moments it's more like the smaller moments and then the score so you kind of you get the basic gist of what happens in the games and stuff like that which i do i do appreciate them going that route because it's not really about basketball it's about like the struggles of the characters and that sort of thing yeah true true all right so the last review of the way back that i got is by somebody whose name is literally just a bird emoji. They give it half a star and says, how many times has this movie been made? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah. They're, not, they're not wrong. That was kind of my thing with it. It, it does feel very familiar. Yeah. All right. But I mean, sometimes you got to re- retell those stories. At least it's not like they're remaking like Mighty Ducks and recasting everybody and everything like that. At least it's something new and they took a different visual direction and stuff like that. Yeah. Although so granted, it's, it's a cliche, but <clears throat> we did get some, some good changes out of it. And it's also just like, I don't know, just watch the movie and enjoy it. Is that hard? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't, don't say nothing. Is that hard? <laughs> Coming from us who watch Catherine Upside Down. And then proceeded to talk shit about it for like an hour. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. Anyways, hold on. I got now. I thought of something (laughs) when you were talking about Batman. Did you hear about this Batman controversy that he doesn't like go Uh, down on people? (laughs) He doesn't what? He doesn't like go down on people. (laughs) Yep that that also did happen when when uh, we were not. We were on our uh, season. So that made me think of, like, one of the first times we ever did anything together. Like, we went to the comic book store to look for that book where you could see his dick. Batman the Dam, number one, yep. (laughs) (laughs) It has come full circle. Yep. That's Batman for you, baby. (gasps) (laughs) Oh, my God, that's so fucking funny. Great times. If anyone has that book, sure. let me get it. Just send, I'll I'll buy it from you. I don't remember what it was. It was like Detective Comics or something. No, it was Batman the Damned issue number one. Oh, because it was like their, it was their black label comic. Oh yeah, we or need whatever, that. like the DC Dark thing. <laughs> DC Dark, DC After Dark. That's what I'm calling it. All right. What's yeah, the- you're not wrong. <laughs> All right, what's the uh, we could do? We do the hit list next, but what's uh, what is part of the hit list? I can't remember. Like, what do we do for it? So that so each and every week, Ricky and I sit and talk about movies, and then after that, we break it down into three different rankings. We rank the movie on the service we watched it on, the year we watched it in, and then against all the other movies we've seen as a podcast. Okay. So, Ricky. What, uh, we'll start with HBO Max for the hit list. Okay, so, for the hit list, I did not make... 
<laughs> I did not make that into a JPEG. All t- all I did was the all time ranking. Okay. So that's the only one I can. Well, bring I out. got the. I can read the HBO Max for you then. Okay, read yeah, read that. Okay, ready. So for HBO Max, we have at number five, The Hills Have Eyes Two. Number four, Shoulder Arms. Number three, White Mile. Number two, Scoob. And number one, Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. I think I like this more than Wonder Woman. Honestly, I have I have to agree. Okay, I I've definitely watched it I more. I I liked it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I've seen the new Wonder Woman movie once. Uh, I watched this one a couple times. As much as like I'm not a big fan of the formulaic sports movie, I think it is better than everything we've seen on HBO Max. <laughs> Perfect. All right, new number one. New number one. New number one. So now for HBO Max, the ranking stands once I get it open. And put in the way back. We have at number six, The Hills Have Eyes 2. Number five, Shoulder Arms. Number four, White Mile. Number three, Scoob. Number two, Wonder Woman 1984. Number one, The Way Back. Now going to every film we've seen in 2021. Number 10, The Hills Have Eyes 2 Remake. Number 9, Shoulder Arms. Number 8, Mile 22. Number 7, High Rise. Number 6, Flubber. Number 5, Hercules. Number 4, Odd Thomas. Number 3, Wonder Woman 1984. Number 2, Basic Instinct. And number 1, Tenet. Ooh. Honestly, this is tough. Because because looking at this list, I'd put, I'd put this, honestly, probably below Hercules. Even though we put it above Wonder Woman 1984 on the other one, I'd I'd much rather watch Hercules than this one. Ooh, so I was thinking beneath Basic Instinct above Wonder Woman. See, that's what like if we base it strictly off the previous list, that's what common sense would say. Yeah. But me, I'm still a really big fan of Thomas as well as Hercules. Like, I'd much rather watch those movies before I watch The Way Back again. But again, I think The Way Back's a better movie than Wonder Woman 1984. So we're reaching a point where our lists are very flawed. <laughs> That's the best part about the list. How can you list random things, you know what I mean? And, and the criteria or the the criteria for each time we rank is different. It's just how much yes. did you enjoy <laughs> the movie? <laughs> You said below Hercules? I yeah, it number that would, it would make it number seven or mm. number six. I mean, yes, yeah, so I don't hate that either because I do. En- I really did enjoy Hercules, and Scoob is above that even, right? Uh when it comes to the main listing, I think so. Yeah, and I liked Scoob even. I would watch Scoob more again before I watch this one again. I think it's yeah, just because Scoob it's so on new in last mind. year's list. Yeah, I would put it below Hercules. I mean, yeah, I like your spot. Below Hercules? Okay, we'll do that then for... I don't remember the movie we're watching the way back. So, now the 2021 movie list stands at number 11, The Hills Have Eyes 2 Remake. Number 10, Shoulder Arms. Number 9, Mile 22. Number 8, High Rise. Number 7, Flubber. Number 6, The Way Back. Number 5, Hercules. Number 4, Thomas. Number 3, Wonder Woman 1984. Number 2, Basic Instinct. And number 1, Tenet. Now, Ricky, we come to our all-time ranking list, and I accidentally opened up the wrong program. All right, for the all-time so, ranking list, I have, I made it. 
So you can see it. We're on the screen you right now. It. All you the kids it. can see it. <clears throat> All the kids can see it, but we can't see it. Yeah, right? I can see it, but you can't, you can't see it. I can't see it. Okay, so I'll pull it up on my end then. So, all time movie ranking list. Number 20, The Hills Have Eyes 2. Number 19, Catherine Upside Down. Number 18, Shoulder Arms. Number 17, The Runner. Number 16, Mile 22. Number 15, Conan the Barbarian uh, 2011. Number 14, White Mile. Number 13, High Rise. Number 12, Taxi Driver. Number 11, Prince of Persia. Number 10, Flubber. Number 9, Scoob. Number 8, Hercules. Number 7, Wonder Woman 1984. Number 6, Labyrinth. Number 5, Haunted Mansion. Number 4, Basic Instinct. Number 3, Odd Thomas. Number 2, Clue. And number 1, Tenet. Ricky, where where are you thinking that this this film should go? I like between Hercules and Flubber. I don't know if I put it above Scoob or below Scoob. Maybe below mm. Scoob. Maybe number ten. I I have to agree. I think number ten. Number 10 sounds like a good spot for that movie. I, yeah, I still like the movies that we watched, and I like this movie a lot. But I would rather right. watch these ones more. Yeah. yeah I think we... in retrospect, if Wonder Woman 1984 is probably too high. <laughs> but We did really stack this last time, because we had like... Tenet, Clue, Basic Instinct, Haunted Mansion, like all those were right at the top. So like these ones are, so, it's so hard to break into there. Yeah. Yeah, you got to come so with I an absolute it, no. machine gun to get in the think, top. That's for sure. I think though that uh, number 10 is the spot for the way back. What do you say? I'm good with number 10. Faux show. Number 10? Yes. So, our all-time movie ranking list stands at number 21, The Hills Have Eyes 2, number 20, Catherine Upside Down, number 19, Shoulder Arms, number 18, The Runner, number 17, Mile 22, number 16, Conan the Barbarian, number 15, White Mile, number 14, High Rise, number 13, Taxi Drive, number 12, Prince of Persia, number 11, Flubber, number 10, The Way Back, number 9, Scoob, number 8, Hercules, number 7, Wonder Woman, 1984, number 6, Labyrinth, number 5, Haunted Mansion, number 4, Basic Instinct, number 3, Odd Thomas, number 2, Clue, and number 1, Tenet Still. Will anything ever catch Tenet? We shall see. Yeah, I don't know. I I hope so. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Maybe. I hope so. Maybe we will break it, but you never know. <laughs> so right. uh, this week, I don't think... Are we entering the Thunderdome this week, or are we going to hang, hang off on that for our surprise? Yeah, so I was thinking this week, I'll bring... Normally at this part of the show... We'd bring up the the wheel, the roulette wheel, and we'd let it choose. We get our in our fortune. cages. <laughs> we'd give it. We'd give it a couple chances, and then we get to pick our pick our fate, fate of the furious. But this week, absolutely, we all have a very we have a very special guest coming, and y'all have a very special documentary that we're all gonna watch, which is against our rule. Rule number one: we don't watch documentaries. We're breaking the rules. <laughs> well, I'll bring this up now. We're the keeper of one thing. We don't watch documentaries. For the movie that we're going to be discussing next week with our very special guests, one Nicholas Scarpino of Kind of Funny, Waiting for the Punchline, a comedy documentary, which I have not seen and I've wanted to watch. You have never seen it? No, I've never watched it. I've seen it once before. You did? I I thought I had, but then when I went and looked, I was like, oh, I don't have Rooster Teeth. I thought it was on... 
uh, YouTube. No, no, just the normal comedy sensor on YouTube. The actual documentary, you have to, you have to be subscribers. So sticking with tradition, though, we are doing this uh, streaming service mm-hmm. of Rooster Teeth Firsts. I think is it's called. <laughs> Rooster Teeth. Even first. though I texted you, Rooster Teeth Plus, because uh, <laughs> everything seems like it should have a plus afterwards. But Rooster Teeth decided to stick with Firsts. Um. Yeah. So everyone, go to roosterteeth.com. You can get a first membership for a week. Um, remember to cancel it because I just got charged a hundred dollars to Skillshare because I forgot <laughs> to cancel my thing. So make <laughs> make sure you cancel your shit. Um, and we're all gonna watch Waiting for the Punchline, and then uh, we're gonna talk to Nick about it and see you know pick his brain. Maybe ask him to. I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna ask him. Who knows? Well, well, well. He he might tell us how bad our movie tastes are. That might happen. I feel like that's a very strong possibility that that will happen. But nonetheless, we'll just have to wait and see. Yes. Yeah. So until really next fun. time, where can the good folks find you at, Ricky? Oh, so this is a part of the thing that you can't see on OBS or on the uh, the recording. I've had our little handles like up the entire time. Ooh. So Ooh. yeah. So you can very find nice. me. You look if you're looking at the video and you look down in that little at symbol. Ritz Khalifa, that's me, yo. <laughs> I'm only on Twitter. <laughs> You're only on what? Only on Twitter, though. Formerly of Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok. And TikTok. Well, I guess my Twitch is still up. I haven't. I just haven't streamed in a really long time. <laughs> so, somewhat uh, formerly of TikTok or Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, formerly of. Um, and then yeah, where where can the people find you? Well, they know where they can find you, but for audio. Yeah, people. they can. They can find me at HowardAK88 on Instagram and Twitter, as well as Starroom Studios to get your latest and greatest on now available podcasts, as well as other other production stuff. I haven't really done anything else with it at the moment, but for now, it's just it's just now available. I, you know, I feel that. <laughs> yeah, I haven't really done anything with it. Yeah, I haven't really done anything. It's there. I made a short film. It's on. It's on the stuff. You, you can't actually watch it, but you can see what it, if it's a one anything or what it's been selected for that sort of thing. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Startup Studios. That that uh, I won a couple of awards. Really? That's like for a couple festivals. Yeah. That's if you go to StartupStudios.GoDaddySite.com, you can click on films and you can see what uh, basketball has done, that sort of thing. Maybe at some point it will become public. I have a couple more festivals that I'm waiting to hear from. But after that point, maybe maybe you could watch it somewhere. Maybe someday. You can buy the DVD. I will burn you a DVD copy. Just don't tell Adam what I do. <laughs> and there will Ricky be a... will come to your house and give you a DVD copy. Yeah, and there will be a two-hour-long um, commentary by me. That goes along with on the <laughs> what's like a minute long one minute and twenty second video. <laughs> this two hours of me breaking it down step by step of how I think you did it. <laughs> well, until Ricky comes to your house to do that, this has been now available. And Ricky, hey, it was nice seeing you, man, and I can't wait to see you again. People out there.